The Crawford Stand. In the midst of the pandemic and political fever these days, we are losing our freedom. Have you noticed? The president of Crawford Broadcasting Company, Don Crawford, talks about that this week here on The Crawford Stand. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Perhaps, my fellow Americans, the most important political words ever written, ever. Listen to them again. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Don't make any religions the law of the land, Congress. Or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Boy, they're about the business of doing that, directly and indirectly. Or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Wonderful words of liberty and freedom. These are the promises, the rights, unalienable rights of every person, all humankind, and especially all Americans. These words should be memorized and drilled into the heads and hearts of every single American citizen, especially our children, especially our children. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. That means House and Senate don't go near religion legislatively. Hands off. Don't make any law, direct or indirect, which in any way would favor, establish, or support any any religion. For the most part, Congress has abided by that prohibition. In fact, the Congress of the United States, at least at this point, wants nothing to do with religion. Kind of just the opposite. In many ways, the Congress wants religion out of the public square, gone from the marketplace, and out of public and certainly political life altogether. Bye-bye, God. Which, of course, means that we the people should be concerned with Congress not establishing religion, but prohibiting the free exercise thereof. That's our concern. And they, the House and Senate, with often a compliant judiciary, are they're just beginning the legislative acts of prevention, which every American person of faith, and in fact all Americans, should understand and be concerned with. Are you? Boy, you should be. You should be watching your representatives. Representatives? You should be watching them like a hawk. We live in a dramatic, aggressive, even anti-religious day and age. That should be no new news to anybody. Forces hostile to religion are on the march everywhere. Religious life is threatened. Churches are assaulted. Christian leaders and pastors are threatened with severe fines and even jail time if they confront secular mandates. The fight of faith is on big time, my fellow Americans. You're in it whether you want to be or not. Recently, there was a spate of vandalism at Catholic churches in various U.S. cities. There were attacks on Catholic institutions from Boston to Florida. Incredible. Church property was vandalized, including and especially statues of Jesus and the Virgin Mary, so much so that one Catholic archbishop said the following, We have to be as vigilant as our Jewish brothers are vigilant against instances of anti-Semitism.
So it's not just anti-Semitism, it's anti-Catholicism as well. And yet another statement from the bishop. The underlying motive of these sacrilegious attacks is clear, to intimidate and instill fear in the hearts of those who worship Christ. There it is, intimidation and fear. So much so that you would do nothing. And that should not only send a message to the Catholic Church, but to all churches and synagogues and even mosques. I wonder if these vandals, these terrorists, would have the courage to attack the mosque and incur the ire of Muslims. (laughs) Uh, The world knows how they would respond. Judeo-Christians, by and large, do not resort to violent retribution, and of course, right-thinking Muslims do the very same. But if mosques were attacked by these fanatic, angry terrorists, I wonder how Islam would react. The fight of faith is on big time for them as well. First President and Constitutional Founder George Washington said the following, Religion and morality are the essential pillars of civil society. So that, if these two pillars of society are weakened or destroyed, society comes tumbling down. Lawlessness pervades, as it does even now in many quarters. Morality disappears, and license, license replaces responsible freedoms. Anything goes. Much of America is already there, and it is time for the people of faith, all of them, all of us, every religion, to stand up and resist the devil and the devil's advocates and turn the tide back to where America once belonged. Turn it back before it's too late. If we don't, America, its incredible republic, and its reliance upon democracy is done. It's done and over with. And this inconceivable end can come more quickly than anyone can imagine. If the Democrat Party wins the presidency and the House of Representatives and the United States Senate, there will be a lurch to the left, a secularization of America, the likes of which we have never seen and probably never even imagined. Many people think that a large part of the problem is the failure of the clergy to lead and respond. In a survey conducted by D. James Kennedy Ministries, DJKM, respondents by overwhelming margins want their pastors to speak out, to lead, to take stands on moral and cultural issues. Federal legislation, including and especially the Johnson Amendment, prohibit pastors and church leadership from being politically active within the boundaries of the church. But the survey found that the respondents want the pastors to take a stand anyway on so many of the issues of today, including and especially abortion. And the respondents were deeply concerned with religious liberty, deeply, deeply concerned, and the role of government and the role of the church in politics and government. But perhaps the main concern expressed by the respondents to this survey was religious liberty. Religious liberty. People are really concerned about the loss of religious liberty. That is the freedom to exercise religious beliefs anywhere, anywhere, and especially in the public square. Freedom of speech uninhibited, dealing with any and all issues, whether political, secular, or religious, was indeed a most profound and fundamental concern, and rightly so. 
pastors from the pulpit, including, of course, priests and rabbis, must have the unfettered and unabridged right to freedom of speech, the right and privilege of every American citizen anywhere and from any source. It's a fundamental right. You can't restrict it. But they do. If the pastors and other Christian leaders do not lead or take the initiative and captain the fight of faith, who will lead the people? Who? So, pastors and Christian leaders, this may be your, our last chance to step up, confront, resist, and champion the free speech of religion, of an overactive and legislative threat from our very own Congress. Stand up to that. And stand up for the right of people of faith to assemble and to especially worship in church, which has been highly restricted or forbidden in state after state. Pastors must, must remember and be guided by the words of our constitutional founder, Benjamin Rush. Hear them clearly. The only foundation, said Rush, for a republic is to be laid in religion. Without this, there can be no virtue, and without virtue, there can be no liberty. And liberty is the object and life of all Republican governments. All of them, said Benjamin Rush. Religion, pastors, is the foundation for our republic, and without the right to believe and practice the faith and worship and exercise all facets of that religion anywhere and everywhere, including and especially the public square, there will not be any republic, no America. Wake up and rise up, pastors, please, please. Wake up and rise up. Approach the spiritual battlefield with courage and determination and fight, fight this fight of faith and do it now, now, before it's too late. Across our nation, churches have been closed, ordered closed by secular governments everywhere, state by state. One pastor, a very special servant of Jesus Christ, one John MacArthur, with the full support of the elders of Grace Community Church in Sun Valley, California, has stood up and announced to all that he and his church intended to obey God rather than man. How about that? A pastor with real aggressive political courage, not afraid to lose a tax exemption, but he and his congregation, and his elders, and those who believe like he does, would rather, quote, obey God rather than men, end quote. And that's right from the book of Acts, chapter 5, verse 29. We should obey God rather than men. In short, Grace Community Church intended to defy the order of California Governor Gavin Newsom, a radical progressive governor, by the way, who ordered the closing of indoor operations of churches. In a blog prepared by MacArthur and his church, which, by the way, you should read, the biblical case for the church's duty to gather was laid out, even though county and state officials threatened repercussions, including fines and even criminal prosecutions. But MacArthur, soldier, brilliant theologian, and committed Christian, refused to back down in response to those threats and secular intimidation, John MacArthur issued the following statement. Hear it clearly. We cannot, said MacArthur, 
we cannot and will not acquiesce to a government-imposed moratorium on our weekly congregational worship, or for that matter, other regular corporate gatherings. We're going to have them. We're going to do it because we ought to obey God rather than men. Amen and amen. Congratulations, very special servant of the Lord, for a spiritual stand second to none. In fact, MacArthur went on to warn government officials that when they issue orders regulating worship or preventing it, that is, violating the Constitution and prohibiting the free exercise thereof, that is, religion, they step outside the legitimate bounds of permissible authority and invade the sovereignty and authority of Jesus Christ. And that, that cannot be allowed to stand, said MacArthur. And that is the kind of leadership of the clergy which America desperately needs. Congratulations and thank you, John MacArthur, for your stand. And may the courage you have shown in behalf of your Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, be a witness, an inspiration, and a model for pastors and Christian leaders everywhere. And so I ask of you, my fellow Americans, my fellow Christians, where does your pastor stand? Pastor, priest, rabbi, Islamic cleric? Where does he or she stand? Where? Or do they stand up for religious liberty and freedom in any way? Do they? I think it is your duty, our duty, to make certain the pastors stand and stand tall and firm and fight the fight of faith. And now, 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 this work protecting freedom of religion must be done for the night is coming when no man, no clergy person, no Christian leader can work. And that will not only be the end of the churches as we know it, but since religion and morality are the essential pillars of civil society, George Washington said that, that will be the end of society as we know it. It's already starting. Can't you see signs of that? So challenge your pastors and religious leaders, my fellow Americans, to stand up and meet this evil secular force head-on so that all people of faith can enjoy unabridged and unconditionally the right to the free exercise of religion in any and every way. This freedom is absolutely essential. The very first freedom in the First Amendment to the Constitution, the very first one, Congress cannot prevent the free exercise of religion in any way, in any form, nor can the states. Take a hard look at your governor of your state and see what he or she has done. And I'll bet you anything you're going to find that a lot of what was ordered was unconstitutional. So, if this freedom is lost, it will be, as President Ronald Reagan so eloquently stated, it will be lost forever. Please, my fellow Americans, don't let that happen. The views expressed here on the Crawford Stand are those of the speaker, and Mr. Crawford really wants to hear from you this week. Tell him what you think in an email to stand at crawfordbroadcasting.com. His email address, 
stand at CrawfordBroadcasting.com. When you write, be sure to tell Mr. Crawford on what station you hear the stand. When you want to review what you hear, go to our website, CrawfordBroadcasting.com. The Crawford Stand is a public affairs presentation of Crawford Broadcasting Company and this station. Serving God and country, I'm Bill McCormick.